Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG, and I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialize in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affects your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and make sure you download my free report, Five Things You Eat and Drink That Make Your Endometriosis Symptoms Worse. The link is in the show notes. Let's start this episode. Well, Happy New Year. Um, Happy 2022. Um, I am very optimistic and hopeful that 2022 will be a much better year than we've had for a while. And I hope that that's the case for you as well. Um, Of course, I'll keep recording podcasts. I still get lots of positive feedback. So that is fantastic. Um, And I'll keep um, providing you with information about Uh, nutrients and nutrition uh, and how it affects your endometriosis so that you learn more about your endometriosis and you can use that information to make the best decisions for you. So 2022, um, a new year. I know that most people um, start a new year with New Year's resolutions and changing your diet is up there. It's one of the top resolutions that people make. And interestingly enough, most people will make those changes and then fall off the wagon a bit in. Um, And perhaps you start at 2022 with the resolution to change your diet, to to see if that makes an impact on your endometriosis symptoms. Um, And if that's the case, well done you. Uh, But at the same time, I want to tell you that you're going to fall off the wagon. Um, you may know that in a previous life, I was um, um, worked as a psychologist, a behavioral psychologist, and worked with people who, to change their habits. And it always happens that you, at some point, fall off the wagon. And to be honest, even I'm a nutritionist, so you would expect me to eat really healthy all the time. But I don't. I fall off the wagon regularly. Um, and it's just that I've learned to get back on it. Um, And so I want to talk to you about how important, it's actually really important to fall off the wagon. And when my clients um, uh, come to an appointment and they say, oh, uh, and they're always a bit sheepish about it, and you go, um, I I actually, and then they say that they ate something that they knew they shouldn't. And typically my reaction is, great, fantastic. How did it make you feel? Um, Because I think falling off the wagon is an absolute key step and a key experience in the whole process of learning about food and your symptoms. And I thought I'd spend this episode explaining why that is, but also telling, giving you some tips on if you fall off the wagon, what can you do to go back on? Because Falling off the wagon is great. It is important. It is something that will happen and that should happen. But only if you know how to get get back on. Um, 
if you fall off the wagon and you sort of go throw your hands up in the air and go well that's it um i can't do this then it is not good um so so that's what i want to do in this episode so why is it so important and why am i so happy when my clients tell me that they fell off the wagon um so when you start to change your diet um, you get to a point, and, and with my clients, I will make sure that we remove all the foods that they are intolerant to. And they start to feel better really um, quickly when that's the case. And so they get to a point where they know what it feels like to feel good, um, to, to ha- have minimal symptoms to so to, to feel you know to have energy to um don't have a lot of gut problems so they start to have this what i call the healthy baseline and that's a very important thing to have because if up till then they will have felt unwell um but not really knowing what was causing uh, maybe they're bloating or their fatigue or their pain or um, so it's very important that they get to a point where they go okay so this is how I can feel this is how I should feel really um, because then they can recognize um, when they eat something and it doesn't doesn't sit well with them right so it is absolutely key that first they get to that healthy baseline but then, because this is all about learning, um, I, I, I don't want my clients to keep coming back to me. I want, when you work with me, when you do my program, I want you to get to a point where you really understand how your body reacts to foods so that going forwards, in, in the many years to come, you are able to manage that yourself, to recognize when you eat something that you sh- that just doesn't do you um, a, a lot of good, and so that you start to recognize those. At the moment, because it's your, your baseline is one of discomfort, um, you won't know the difference. So if you eat something that doesn't sit well with you, it's just it goes on to, onto the big heap of foods that make you feel not so uh, not so good so we need to get to that point so you recognize the peaks of discomfort um and then um and then you need to get back on the wagon right um so and that can be difficult because changing your diet is all about changing habits we all have habits around um when we shop what we shop what we eat, what we cook, what we don't, you know, we, we ha- when we go for takeout, when we eat certain foods, we have a lot of uh, habits around that. And the thing about habits is that you are not aware of them. Um, they are, you do things on autopilot. And the, and the problem with autopilot is that you're not aware that you do it. So it's very easy to fall into old habits, um, especially when you have just started um, to a new type of eating eat regime so when you so at that point it's also easy to fall off the wagon because new habits uh, require you to be very conscious of what you do uh, you have to think very hard about what to eat 
um, what to buy, what to cook. And that takes a lot of brain energy. Yes, you're going to feel better, but it, and that's motivating, but it can also be quite hard to, um, to sustain. So the, that's why you will fall off the wagon. Um, you only need a little bit of a setback. You, you might be uh, really stressed or you might be tired or all of a sudden your day gets thrown into, um, you know, a spin because something unexpected happens. And before you know it, you fall back onto your old habits. So very important if that's the case to just say, first of all, well, I knew that was going to happen. It's okay. Then to think about, why did this happen? Why did I fall back into my old habits? Because we all have certain um, triggers, if you like, for when things get too hard. It could be that you had a really, really painful period and you just couldn't get out of bed and therefore, you, you know, the idea of, of cooking and, and eating healthy was just, you just needed comfort food. Could be. Um and that's fine as long as you recognize that that's your trigger. Uh, for me, it is um, stress. And for me, it is fatigue. So when I'm really, really tired, I was, you know, at the end of last year, I was so exhausted that I, it's like I don't really care as much. Um, and I just can't muster up the energy then to uh, think about what to eat and let alone cook. And if I was on my own, I would just whack a salad together. Um, but um, at least I have <laughs> I have my daughter to cook for. So that uh, forces me to actually put a bit of effort in. But it, uh, that's my trigger. So it's enormous stress or uh, fatigue. But you need to know yours. So when it, when you fall off the wagon and you, you, you kind of resurface from whatever was causing it, think about it. What, what are my triggers for not being able to stick to my diet and then pay attention to how it made you feel so think about what did you eat and how are you feeling which of your symptoms have come back um, how quickly did they come back so with some foods your symptoms will be almost immediate so anything gut related will um, if, you, if your symptoms are bloating um, stomach cramping, diarrhea, constipation, nausea, those symptoms will probably come back almost immediately. Um, fatigue will also probably come back quite quickly. So you can find that you eat um, something you soon have for lunch and then as the day progresses, you feel yourself get really brain foggy or really tired. That really sort of walking through mud kind of fatigue. Um, so just pay attention. Um, if you're a journal person, it would be great to just write down, write down some notes about what you observe so that when it happens again um, or just at any time, you can go back and look at those notes because you may not remember. Um, so so that's the, the, the first thing. So the first two things are expect, always expect that you will fall off the wagon. So you don't need to beat yourself up. Um, just tell yourself, yep, Anna Marika, the endometriosis nutritionist, told me I was going to fall off the wagon. And then second time, second thing to do is to think about what was my trigger, because then you can sort of prepare for it. You can think about the next time that could happen and you can have some backup options uh, in place. I always like to have some frozen 
cooked meals in the freezer. Um, I always cook double um, and we often eat, so we usually eat the, the second portion uh, later in the week. Um, but I also, where, where possible, we'll put some stuff in the freezer. Uh, and so that means that if I am really not in the mood for cooking, um, I can just get something out of the freezer and I have a home-cooked, healthy meal ready to go. So think about how you can, um, th- once you know your trigger, come up with some things that you can put in place, some strategies in place so that you will have easy access to a healthy meal. Um, and then um, there's a couple of ways. If you've really fallen off the wagon, so let's say you really got back into drinking coffee. I will actually in a future episode talk about coffee in a bit more detail. Um, but let's say that um, you were really good and then all of a sudden you, you just been tired and you really fallen back on your habit of, of three or four cups of coffee a day. Um, so there's a couple of ways that you can get yourself back into um, a healthy um, way of, of being and eating and drinking. Drinking, And for example, with coffee, you could either look at going cold turkey, but that can be hard. Um, caffeine withdrawal is a real thing. So it could give you serious headaches and make you even more tired. Or you could wean yourself off it. So you can slowly reduce the amount so you might have if you drink um, let's say you drink you're back to your four cups of coffee a day you could for the next two days remove one so you only have three cups a day for two days and then the next two days you do two cups of coffee a day and then the third so you build down to none or you could replace one with decaffeinated coffee or so think about ways to wean yourself off it of course, it takes longer to get back to this, this baseline of feeling good and feeling healthy, but um, it's more important that you have strategies that help you sustain your change than it is to go uh, gung-ho, cold turkey, and then keep falling off the wagon. Um, it's, that's very demotivating. Um, and you get a sense of, I can't do this, and you get a sense of failure, which is definitely not a good place to be. Um, so. So, so if it's with something like that where it's a typical food and you start you kind of back onto your addiction to it, same with sugar or chocolate or any of those, you can wean yourself off. Um, the other thing, so when it comes to actual, you've gone fallen off the wagon with meals and with eating maybe a back to dairy. Oh, cheese is often a big thing for my clients. I often go, oh, I had some cheese. And some can, can go back to cheese and then not notice um, the, the the impacts quite a bit later, so they they think that they're okay. Cheese tends to take a bit longer to re, to, to get a reaction, um, or they have something. You know, they said, "Oh, I had a piece of toast," <laughs> and then um, not not good. Um, so if that if it's a whole meal uh, or your whole approach, your whole diet is kind of gone um, out the window, then you can have you can change that in two ways you can uh, and you really need to pick the strategy that is easiest for you to do Uh, there's no prizes for going difficult so you pick the the path of least resistance Um, so you can either um, 
pick one of your meals. So let's uh, breakfast or lunch or dinner, whichever you think will be easiest to switch back into your um, healthy eating regime. Um, and you start by just changing that meal. So let's say breakfast is the one that you find easiest. Uh, so you start with for, for a week, you just focus on breakfast and get that one back into into where it needs to be and then the week after you add the second easiest meal we could let's say that is dinner um, and then you because you go to work and it's harder to have lunch sorted healthily so th then you so then you have the second week you have your healthy breakfast and you've also you're fixing up your dinner and then the week after you look at adding lunch or maybe what you snack on during the day so you you slowly go um, meal one meal at a time so that's one way of doing it the other way that you can go is one day at a time so you can look at your week and go what's the easiest week to eat according to how I should be eating and maybe that's let's say that is a Sunday um, and so you go okay so on Sunday for the next couple of weeks the Sunday is the day that I completely eat the way I should eat and the rest of the days I'm going to leave as they are and then once you got, uh, got back into it a little bit in an easy way you go okay so what's the next easiest day to add to my week and so you build it up slowly um, of course it takes a bit longer to get back in but again I want you to realize it's more important that you find ways to create sustainable habits than um, going gung-ho and finding it just too hard. Um, so, so that's the importance of falling off the wagon and how to get back onto it. Um, it, it. The importance is that you learn about foods, right? You learn about how you feel. You, you also learn that if you've, we get into this false sense of security that when you're feeling good, that food will probably be okay um so there's an assumption often in my clients that after they've been off gluten for a while or another food that they're intolerant to i have clients who are intolerant to uh, corn and and tomato and you know um so they think that after a while it must be okay to eat again and it could be but mostly it's not and so it's like you need to almost reconfirm that um, those foods that you're intolerant to are really really not um, pleasant to eat because they and and to recognize how they make you feel so expect that you will fall off the wagon uh, take it as a learning experience find out what made you fall off the wagon what made what what's the trigger what is you know what are the likely situations where you might fall back into your old habits recognize that those they're hard habits to break. You're looking at habits that have been formed over years and they don't change. They don't um, disappear all that um, quickly. It just, it really takes time. So be kind to yourself. Um, have some backup strategies in case, if you know your trigger, so that you can be prepared and not be next time, not fall into that trap again. And then pay attention how they make you feel really important which symptoms did this particular um, fall um, uh, bring back uh, and then look for your, the easiest way for you to get back onto that wagon um, one meal at a time or one day at a time 
or weaning yourself off foods that you've started to put back in um, and reduce and reduce. Just when you wean yourself off, realize that you won't notice any difference. Um, if you're intolerant to um, something, um, let's say uh, dairy, if you um, have dairy and you reduce it a little bit, you will still have the same symptoms. So until you're really off the dairy, uh, you won't notice any improvement. So keep that in mind. It takes time, but it, you, you remember what it was like to feel good, to have limited, minimal symptoms. Um, so there we go. Um, what a kickoff to the, to the new year. Um, uh, if you do have um, uh, plans for this year to focus on your diet, kudos to you, absolutely important, and you won't know yourself when you worked it out. Um, and uh, But expect to fall off the wagon. And now you know how to deal with it when it does happen. Okay, that's it for today. Um, talk to you again in two weeks. Bye for now. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you download my free report, Five Things You Eat and Drink That Are Making Your Endometriosis Symptoms Worse. It will explain to you what, uh, what parts of your diet may be contributing to your endometriosis symptoms. Um, you can download it from the link in the show notes.